walk into a stadium, 8,000 people, they all want you to lose. But as long as you got your 26 guys ready to kick ass or kick butt, um, <laughs> you're going to be all right. I heard a fan offer free Dippin' Dots if I blew it, which the price of Dippin' Dots with inflation is just unreal. So for a brief moment, I was like, damn, Dippin' Dots sound good. But also I thought in the back of my head, we win today, we win tomorrow or tonight. We're going to be here another day. That's more per diem. So that means I can buy my own Dippin' Dots and be a winner. <laughs> I think three words every time I'm out there. The first one's a swear word. Starts with F. Um, second word's attack. Third one's win. And I just repeat that to myself. Unless, you know, there's a breach in the system and I walk a guy and I got to tell myself I'm a few different things that isn't a winner. Does anything make you nervous? Caves. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly. Fuck, attack, win. That's what me and Whiskey are here to do today. And welcome to Evil Mark, episode 195, where my name is Jared. I am the Wisconsin host with the most, the host of Feathers and Friends in this week's Evil Mark show. And this show today is brought to you by Shiba Inu, or SHIB. Shiba Inu token is the most exciting cryptocurrency that is brought to you in the world. Because way back in 2021, Shiba Inu became the most popular crypto, surpassing your Doge and Bitcoin in the coin market cap. You can find hashtag SHIB and all your most popular coin exchanges. My favorite place to buy is Coinbase, where you know I have six figures. But the best place that you can find more information is by following at SHIB token on Twitter. That's at S-H-U-B-T-O-K-E-N on Twitter. There you'll find all the links to the Discord, subreddits, Telegram and everywhere else where you can find all that information about Shiba Inu. Diamond paws to the moon, baby. And as you can tell, this week it is Jared kicking things off, but I am not alone. I have a buddy, uh, Central Wisconsin native uh, as well. Whiskey, you want to say hello to everybody? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, Whiskey is a massive Packer fan. He is helping fill the void that is the Evil Mark Show because my name is not Mark Hammond. I am not happy to be the Mark in the Evil Mark Show, the broadcaster, uber sports nerd, where I take you on this podcast journey where we talk about sports all day. Some people call him Penguino Suprino, but you're talking to Jared, the host with the most. Whiskey, let me ask you this. How are you doing, sir? Well, I'm phenomenal. I've got a couple of drinks in my hand. I'm off tomorrow, so I'm ready to talk some football. Yeah, is it whiskey? It is not. No, no. Just doing beer tonight. I'm just taking it easy. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, uh, everyone, just wanted to say thank you and welcome to the show. Hopefully I can do it justice here. Uh, we have a huge little rundown here today, so why don't we dive right into that? What the hell is a rundown? The Rundown. Uh, today is totally not March 3rd, 2024. Uh, wow. I, I wonder what he does with all these. Uh, <laughs> the fucking dude, <laughs> you see what I'm seeing here, Whiskey? Like everything oh, is yeah, just <laughs> episode 174, Schmarch 3rd, 2024. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you can come off mute. You don't have to meet yourself on, on Discord here, buddy. But. 
Today is December 21st, 2023, where we are talking the NFL. Uh, this is going to be a short little show. It's not going to be anything special. Basically, we're just going to hand out a couple of pieces of hardware, some penalty flags. We're going to dive right into the show. And then we have the ultimate showdown here today of the who's who's and what's what's. Because this week, the Dolphins take on the Cowboys. And guess what? We're going to show the real colors of them boys out there. Uh, but before we get into today's show, I do want to thank all you listeners out there and watchers of all our content. We encourage everyone to look inside these episode descriptions where you find links to all the special media pages, where you can find your EMS t-shirts, links to our sponsors, and you can get a special invite to chat with us and, and be a part of the Only Bros co-op Discord now that we got going on, where you can find me posting some really dumb memes every once in a while. You can always contact us at show at evilmark.com. That's show at evilmark.com. I do want to give a shout out to Jenna P, Hornsdown69. Abdel, UVA Doug, Eric's nemesis. And by the way, UVA Doug, why don't you give Eric a bunch of shit here today because he decided to not help me out being a co-host today. Tyrone, my boy out in Minneapolis, Mizzou man, Jennifer and Schenectady. And I do want to give a special shout out here to Whiskey. Again, thank you for joining me. But every Friday, uh, I'm here. Wow, I, this doesn't feel right, Whiskey. What, where can people find you? Uh, you know, I sometimes stream on Twitch, but other than that, I pretty, pretty much stay low key. So that's whiskey and cola underscore the underscore at the end is very important, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I, I, I made a little pop sound for this and it's supposed to be a good, but I don't, I, I, I promise you I'm not stupid. I'm just panicking. That was going to be my pop for my episode. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I can't. I can't pimp myself out. But if you do want to find more uh, of me, you can always find me on Let's Play Death Ray as well as the podcast. Nobody's taught. Nobody's listening there. Also, every once in a while, a stream with whiskey. If you want to follow us, you can follow us at, at EVLMRK. That's at EVLMRK on the Twitter, where you can find everything. Uh, this week it is hashtag EMS195. However, there's probably not going to be anything out there because Mark is dying from COVID. That's why. Uh, so why don't we just go ahead and dive right on into it here uh, with the penalty and hardware flags section. Where we hand out all penalty hardware flags. Uh, Whiskey, I know I talked to you a little bit about it. And if you don't know what this section is all about, it's our version of NFL Weekly Awards Show where we actually hand out a piece of hardware if it's something great for the week's best or a penalty flag on the week's worst. And this part is actually brought to you by Chewy.com. Uh, you got pets, you got pet needs out there. Chewy.com is your one-stop shop for it all. You need that hard-to-find bird food. Your puppers need that certain treat that they love. Uh, well, what about that special blend of catnip to get your cat real high? Chewy.com for all your pets' needs. So why don't we put those squeaky, squeaky toys away and hand out some pieces of hardware and penalty flags. Uh, Whiskey, I know you said you wanted to throw out a, a positive there. What, 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 what piece of hardware do you have for us this week? Yeah, it's got to go to Drew Locke for sure with the Seattle Seahawks. I mean... You know, I know the Eagles haven't been playing their best the last few games, um, but to be able to come in there <clears throat> after all the hype surrounded by Geno, you know, and how well he's been playing, how well the Seahawks have been doing leading up to that, um, to go against the Eagles, who are, you know, people are considering one of the favorites out of the NFC to, you know, go to the distance, to be able to come out there, show ice in his veins, and just secure the win, and not only to him, but the defense to secure that interception at the last second to solidify that. But it really goes to Drew Locke for, for having the composure to, make that last uh, two minute drive and, and secure the win for those uh, for those Seahawks. That was, that was amazing. It was fun to watch. It was exciting. Um, so yeah, shout out to him for sure. 
What about that fucking hustle by DK Metcalf? No flash, no flare. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, listen, DK is, is in my opinion, how do I put this? DK on any other team with a, and don't, I'm not taking anything away from Gino by any means. Um, I think he's, he's come a long way and he's, he's showing that he is the, uh, the future for Seattle, at least for the time being. But I mean, could you imagine putting him on a team with, you know, a Josh Allen or, you know, <laughs> a Patrick Mahomes? I mean, like, I mean, the things that this guy can do is just insane. I mean, he just completely bullies everybody on the field. He's even, you know, so confident in what he does that he'll just disrespect you in sign language after freaking, you know, mowing you down. So I just, I love him. He's phenomenal. I just, I can't wait to see. I think the sky's limits for DK. I think he's great. I think he's the most, one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league for sure. He scared the shit out of uh, Drew Locke. You see that? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, have you seen him? Like, he, dude, if I saw him on the street, I'd be walking the other way in a heartbeat. Scary. Yeah, he's a very scary human being. I I did get to watch that drive where basically, like, he goes up, gets the ball twice, two great catches in that final drive, basically helps Drew Locke put it on Locke. And it was just amazing to watch that two-minute drill where they just drove down the field. And I just couldn't believe how, you know, a lot of those guys, they'll catch that big, deep ball. They'll do the first down sign. That's three seconds to waste. I know three seconds doesn't seem like a lot. Uh, but last week, I remember watching the Vikings and the Raiders play. And, like, the, the uh, I forget who, I think it was Garoppolo dropped back in the pocket for seven seconds, right? And it, I watched that clip like five times on that first opening drive. It's on the NFL highlights. And you're just watching that and you're like, that's only seven seconds. Like that seems like an eternity. And, you know, so three seconds can be an eternity in football. And I just, that was, that was impressive. Wildly impressive to do against the fucking Eagles of all people this week. Yeah. And I mean, and I think that goes to talk, you know, there's there's a side conversation that'd be had, right? With what the, what's going on with the Eagles right now. Cause right now the Eagles are just, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if, if they're just, you know, their eyes are on the, on the playoffs and they're just, you know, you know, they're secured in the playoffs. We all know they're going there and they're just kind of, you know, some of the players are kind of pulling back on the reins a little bit, just trying to mentally prep for the playoffs. I don't know what the answer is, but you know, the number one seed's still up in the air in the NFC. So, you know, them throwing games like this when they had it in the bag. Cause I mean, how much were the Eagles up at one point? I want to say it was, I can't remember the exact number, but I mean, they were up. I mean, they had the game won. you know, they mm-hmm. just had to secure it and, and, and play smart. And it's just kind of been the story for the Eagles the last three weeks. You know, they, they're just not playing their best football. I mean, I think Travis Kelsey talks about it best, um, you know, during his, his podcast, you know, they're just, they're not playing their best football. It doesn't look like them. They look great coming out in the first half and then they get comfortable with the lead that they have. And then just all hell breaks loose and they're letting these games that should be, easy W's on the calendar kind of slip away from them and it, it may cost them the uh, number one seed and who knows it cost them the NFC championship a little so, bit of Christmas itis playoff itis it's right around the corner right around the, oh, it, it, sure. it's like the it's like the Friday before you go on a four-day holiday weekend or something you're just like fuck it I'm gonna hone it in man yeah exactly yeah so I mean I'm not discrediting Locke like I said I mean he had ice in his veins this week he's been around the league for a long time you know it's great to see those guys that have just been career backups you know have their their 20 minutes of fame um so not taking anything away from him or from the Seahawks um but I think the bigger question is you know what's going on with the Eagles because playoffs are right around the corner so they need a lot to fix if they want to make that push well, speaking of fixing things, do you know who Tommy DeVito is, Whiskey? Tommy DeVito. Yeah. 
Yes, sir, I do. Well, did you know that Tommy DeVito had that little bit of rise to fame, uh, a little bit of fortune going to his head? Uh, he, he he basically, did you hear about that story with the kind, kind of Galenos Pizzeria and Bakery where Tommy was supposed to show up and hang out? I didn't. Is this, is, does this all play back to his whole agent and th- that guy getting kind of kicked and kicked to the curb he didn't really get kicked to the curb so i'm actually p- handing out a piece of hardware because tommy devito ended up doing the the correct thing but uh so he was supposed to hang out at this pizzeria and bakery just it's apparently this small little tiny shop well since he got big and he he got better fuck uh dude his his uh price his appearance fee we'll call it doubled and went to twenty thousand a visit uh apparently according to his agent sean stiletto Quote, they never agreed or signed a contract, end quote. And the local family business said that they couldn't afford his fees uh, for this two-hour meet and greet. I don't know about you, but 10K sounds like it's a little pricey. But there was no contract signed, so I kind of see it. And and, I mean, it kind of really speaks to his mafia style of just forget about it, right? However, there was an update. He ended up going to the event unpaid and just straight up hired a brand new PR guy to handle all his PR. So I definitely got to give a shout out to Tommy DeVito here for not only doing the right thing, uh, but also making another adjustment where he's like, hey, my agent is Sean Stiletto. Let him be PR. Apparently, Sean Stiletto doesn't know what the fuck he's doing out there. So I got to hand it to Tommy for doing the right thing, man. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, good on Tommy. I mean, 20K for a visit. I mean, I get it. You're in the NFL, but like, like, you know. Let's let's take a step back here, right? We're, we're, we're talking about the Giants right now. You know we're, they're not doing so hot this year. You know I get it. Tommy's been playing lights out. I mean, shoot, you saw what he did against the Packers. That was just absolutely embarrassing uh, on the Packers. Yeah, I, I got to bring it up, right? As a Packer fan, I got to bring it up. I mean, I wanted to punch my freaking TV. Um, so no, I mean Tommy's doing great. I'm not discrediting that, but yeah, 20k for a visit when you've already, you know talked about a, a local especially you talking about being a new york guy and you know pizza i mean that should have been a no-brainer so good on tommy for for sticking through and just saying you know forget about it family owned family operated pizzeria and bakery in the heart of new york like really really oh no he doesn't have a contract they never signed or agreed on anything like fucking do you want to piss off the world or not because i mean his whole show to and rise to fame is the you know he's he's got a little bit of the sicilian in him he's got that italian in him i'm gonna say yeah you know are they pissing off the world or are you pissing off the family because there's two different you know there's a whole nother side we may not be seeing here you piss off the family, then you piss off the world, because apparently Tommy, he just, you know, he's got his uh, concrete shoes on, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Mark has got something in here about a piece of hardware for Cam Newton being the newest NFL talking head, and apparently he's just, like, loving it. D- Whiskey, have you seen Cam Newton do that podcast that he's doing or something where, like, he just kind of, like, talks about shit? Have you seen any of that that stuff at all, or...? Yeah, I mean, I've seen clips here and there. See, I have I have a love hate relationship with Cam. Um, you know, I thought I still think he was a phenomenal quarterback. He had a phenomenal NFL career, um, but he's you know he's kind of getting to the point now where I don't know. I just don't like all of his takes. You know, I think he's he's critiquing a lot of things. Him saying that he could he could outplay. Uh, I saw a clip. He had mentioned he could outplay. You know, half of the the starting quarterbacks in the league, you know, okay, whatever the case may be is, I mean, yeah. So like, I, the way I look at it is here, you had a great, you had a great NFL career, right? I'm not taking that away from you. I loved watching him play. I thought he was phenomenal at what he did. Um, I think 
I think Carolina kind of screwed him um, mm-hmm. and, and kind of pushing him out. I don't think it was the, the time was right for that. And I think that's kind of what set the downfall um, for the rest of his career, which is no, which is no blame to him whatsoever. Um, but I just, I hate when I see, and I have no leg to stand on, obviously I never played in the NFL, but I hate seeing these, these players that maybe got out of the NFL a little bit too early or retired, or, you know, just couldn't get on with the team, you know, then turn around a couple of years after the fact when they're still young enough to still go play and say, you know, I could out, I could outplay half the league. You know, I just, I just, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't like it. You know, these guys are working their butts off just as much as these, the next guy, uh, just as much as Cam did. And so to sit there and, and talk about how he feels like he, he should be out there. I just think it's a little, taking a little credit away from the guys that have been working just as hard as he was at one point in his career. So. I, I just don't I don't like his personality. Like that's that's what drives me too much. It's the I get the R slash I'm the main character vibes out of out of uh, out of Cam Newton. The biggest and it, sure. there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with pretending to be the main character or wanting to draw like all the attention. But I've I've dude I've done this countless times and I'll save everybody listening here. Um, I ju- I just want to basically say. Uh, by the way, uh, Death Ray, this call is being monitored, recorded for quality assurance purposes, and this is the NFL show that I'm actually legitimately recording, so thank you for that. Uh, enter at your own risk, but Cam Newton, basically the guy, I his stats decline rapidly, hardcore. They just seriously, really rapidly have declined. They are essentially just almost not like, if you look at him versus everybody else that is out there, I just, I cannot fathom where he's like, I can come back, I can make this. And it's like, dude, you were with Bill Belichick, the greatest of the great air quotes, your air quotes here, greatest of the great, greatest, uh, you know, teachers, uh, head coaches and your numbers tanked so so much so that they went with an unproven rookie who has been tanking himself and not so well, and they've gone with their backup. Who might I add? They what, what did they do? They released him so they didn't take a cap hit, and then rehired him, and then re- elevated him. Like they did some shenaniganry to save some fucking money. Like, are you serious? How do you not go with Bill Belichick and his amazing whatever you want to call it, and then just you continue to tank and decline? You know what I mean? Like, I don't get it. And so that's going to be hard for me to say, right? Because, um, you know, I'm not the biggest Tom Brady fan. Um, but to Cam's defense, you know, when Brady left, you know, the Patriots, I think, and partially Bill Belichick showed their true colors, right? Um, yeah. And I think it's a mix, and, and, and I'll kind of follow up with that. So when Brady was there with the Patriots, people say that he had no weapons, which is just... I mean, if you know anything about football, that's just not that's not even remotely true. Um, <laughs> yeah. His whole career, he had weapons offensively. He also had one of the best offensive lines um, for I want to say ten or for his first ten years. Um, he had a top ten defense, or he had a top ten offensive line for pretty much his whole career. Yeah, um, which for a quarterback plays wonders, um, obviously. Um, but with that being said, the moment Tom leaves, you got a lot of other players, you know, that maybe not want to stay with the Pats anymore because, you know, Hey, I'm not, you know, I was here for Tom or whatever the case may be. You'd be stupid not to. Um, so when Kim went to new England, you know, the team wasn't, there was nothing there. Right. I mean, there, there wasn't, I mean, who was their number one at that point? Their number one receiver was. I, exactly. if you're asking me, I, <laughs> fuck it. Okay. Like, dude, I don't know names. I don't know names. So if you're like, yeah, Jared, who was it? Fucking, I don't know, man. 
No, but that's my point, right? Yeah, is he yeah. goes to a team that you know is 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 as equal playing field as any other team in the league um, now that they don't have Tom, um, who makes those smaller guys look phenomenal, obviously. Um, so I can't blame him too much for for what happened in New England because, you know, like I said, I don't think what happened to him in, in Carolina was fair. I think they pushed him out when it was too early. Um, I think even in Carolina, he didn't have the weapons at the end of his his tenure there. Well, I mean, there was CMC. just no one there. Yeah, I mean, but CMC, this is also CMC who was getting injured every time you looked at him. You know, at that point in his career, you looked at him wrong. He was like he was like a freaking uh, what's his what's the his name from Dallas. Yeah, I mean, he's just, he was getting hurt every, and, you know, I hate it because I love watching him play. He's one of the most exhilarating players in football right now, um, and I love to watch it. But other than CMC, there was nobody. Um, so they pushed him out, blaming it on him. Um, he goes to New England, and he gets put in the same situation where there's just nothing around him. Uh, the offensive line had deteriorated. People have left. People have retired. Um, and so he kind of went into, you know, one one bad situation to a next. So I can't blame him for the New England stint. Um, but that doesn't that doesn't justify kind of the stats like, though. To your point, yeah. To your point, his personality now, right now that no other team is really looking at him. Um, I don't think it's too late for him. I think I think there's a lot of teams out there. Um, shoot, I mean, New England might want to give him another call at this point because <laughs> they are looking like hot garbage. Yeah. Um, and even Carolina, man. I mean, someone needs to someone needs to be looking after CJ because. That kid is is lost in the sauce right now. So I don't he, think it's too late. I just don't like the way he's acting. I don't. I don't like the whole air or not a Antonio Brown, uh, you know, mentality. Just kind of I'm it, and you know, everybody else is just kind of secondary. So well, I got two questions for you. Number one, if if you think that he was going to be okay to begin with, uh, why did nobody ever go for him? Why did nobody ever pick him up? You know what I mean? Like why did even even when quarterbacks were like down and out, and he's like they, they didn't want to pay me what I what I thought I was owed. Why did nobody pick him up then when he was basically being let go for whatever? Well, so I think there's a couple things, right? So you have you have the injury, the car accident injury, which obviously you know he proved that he could get back on the field. But anytime a quarterback gets those kind of injuries, um, I think teams always look at it as a an investment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look at Dak Prescott, for example, you know, with the, with that ankle break, you know, he's, he's playing good in the regular season. I get that, but uh, you know, how long is he really going to last with that? Because it's gonna, it's going to start hurting him eventually if it's not already. Um, so I think that takes a big toll into it. And I think also, you know, I mean, he was getting up there in age. He'd been in the league for a few years. Um, I think, I think the, um, the motto right now in the NFL, um, and it's, I think it's been this way for a couple of years, is everyone's trying to find that diamond in the rough, um, you know, from the draft, from college. I mean, yeah. Patrick Mahomes, you know, no one, I don't think anyone out there thought Patrick Mahomes would turn into what he did, right? Um, so I think I think everyone's just kind of banking on the fact that you know they're trusting their they're trusting their guys in their office that they're looking at these college guys and seeing who they think might be that next big thing, or at least someone that they can develop um, over the years for a cheap a cheap value. Whereas you know someone like Cam, he's going to demand a certain amount of money because he is an MVP, mm-hmm. uh, you know, holder. You know he he has established himself as a, as a phenomenal. Uh, like I said, I, I loved watching him play in Carolina. I, he was super fun to watch. 
Um, so I think it just it plays a lot of it, right? Um, quarterback situations are always tricky because I think it's real easy to find someone young and say, hey, we hope he's going to be our franchise guy. And if it doesn't work, well, it didn't cost a lot versus bringing in a vet that's asking for a decent salary that may only last you a couple of years. I mean, look at what happened to Rodgers, you know, so. I, I I almost feel like you you're taking my thoughts and you're putting them into existence in a well in a better well more spoken person <laughs> like genuinely hey, the, the the beer helps all right the beer helps I'm over here I'm not even drinking a beer I'm drinking a sparking ice caffeine and oh my it's too much caffeine today too much um I did want to throw uh, one penalty flag out here because I don't know what Mark was getting out with the Steelers retire. Steelers retiree hates white talking heads that discuss the NFL. I think that's a jab at some of the taught like Colin uh, Cowherd, uh, uh, Skip Bayless, and a couple of those guys. I don't know what that's about. Uh, and then he he wanted to throw a penalty flag on Zach Wilson's mom, I guess, for defending his noodle arm degenerate son. But I mean, like they play the Dolphins. Like, what do you what what did you expect? Whiskey was going to happen when you take one of the highest scoring offensive teams with with basically a cheat code at wide receiver, and then you go up against the Jets, who have been either fire or just ice cold. You know, like what did, what did you expect was going to happen, man? Yeah, I don't know what anyone expected. I know what I expected. See, with Zach Wilson, you know, I think there was a lot of hype, obviously, coming first, you know, first overall in the draft, coming to the Jets. You know, you're going to be the face of the franchise. You look like you're 12, probably get ID to even pump gas. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I think Zach Wilson had his time um, to kind of prove himself. And, you know, I understand Rodgers got hurt immediately um this season so he didn't really get a whole lot of time to sit behind him and, and kind of watch and learn but he had the whole off season, right i watched yeah i watched hard knocks i saw you know and as much as it's going to pay me to say this because rogers you betrayed us all i just want you to know that if you ever listen to this podcast you betrayed us um <laughs> every you know i the media likes to paint a picture about Rogers, uh, you know, whether he does with his ayahuasca or whatever, you know, his, his whole thing outside of that. I don't care. Right. Well, he's a true gamer. He's got do. a poop bucket. He's got that poop bucket, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't care what these guys do in their <laughs> off time. Right. I want to see what they do on the field. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't care about their, what they do. Um, but one thing that I hate about what they do with Rogers is, you know, they paint him out to be this terrible teammate. But when you ask almost anybody that's ever played with them, they have nothing but phenomenal things to say. Um, and that includes Jordan Love, right? Yeah. Um, so you had the whole offseason, you had a whole training camp, and you got to watch one of, and again, it's not biased because he left us. So uh, one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever play the game, if not the most talented quarterback to ever play the game. You got the whole offseason, whole training camp to just sit there, ask questions. And, um, you know, Zach shows sparks here and there. Um, but it's just, it's just that, right? It's just sparks. I think it's the defense, you know, misaligns or drops coverage somewhere. And what probably would have been nothing against another team turned out to be a phenomenal play. And it's going to be on his highlight reel. Um, so his mom defending him about his, 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 her son. I mean, what are you defending? He hasn't, he hasn't done anything. I mean, he's, he's, He's the baby boy, man. Come on, dude. If your kid was out there, you wouldn't try to at least be like, well, dude, fuck, yeah, he's my crotch trophy, right? I'd be like, my son's still in the NFL. Like, <laughs> talk crap all you want. What is your son doing, right? Like, <laughs> your son's sitting here on a podcast talking about him. You know what I mean? Like, 
what am I what am I gonna do? I'm just gonna be there being like, hey man, let the haters hey keep collecting collecting that paycheck. What's the league minimum? Like freaking five hundred K a year, you get more than that. Like Look, I touched you, grass. Today, I'll be a, okay. I'll, I'll be a third string freaking long snapper on the practice squad for two hundred fifty k a year, and you. I'll tell everybody and their mom that I'm in the NFL. I don't care. <laughs> His mom needs to chill. Listen, listen. I touched grass today. That should fucking count for something. All right, my man. That should count for something. Um, I did want to actually throw a massive penalty flag here on the Cowboys. They they fooled oh, us. Oh yes. All. Oh my god. They they oh, like showed they us. Fooling? They that? fooled you. Yeah, they fooled you. Oh yeah, oh, I thought dude, they were. Get, I thought they were something don't decent. Sta- don't get me started. Oh, I'll, I'll let you go. I'll okay. Let you go. All right. I, I look. I thought they were something decent. I I I was like, look, they got to play a real team. They played real teams. They were getting kind of close. Okay, fine. Maybe the Bills. The Bills have been looking hot. Josh Allen, you know, been bothering them a little bit, and then all of a sudden, just something happens, and then the Bills win. I I honestly think that the Dolphins in the line game is what's going to show us the cow, the crap boys' true colors. Uh, you know whether it's actually brown or if it's blue and, and blue and white. You know America's team. I just I feel like they lost a game that they absolutely should have won because the Bills have not been who they normally have been. But uh, I'm very interested to see what happens this week and next week against the Lions. So uh, this is where I'm just going to come down off my soapbox, uh, let Whiskey get on it, and hear what you have to say about the Cowboys, man. Man, I don't think we have a long enough show for me to talk about the Cowboys. (laughs) So I have nothing against Cowboys. I love Dak Prescott. I think he's a phenomenal guy Uh, off the field. I love his work ethic. I love the personality he shows. Um, With that being said, Dak Prescott is not the answer for Dallas. He will never be the answer for Dallas. He's proven it time and time again. He plays phenomenal in the play or in the, in the regular season, and then when it comes crunch time, he chokes. And the whole Cowboys organization chokes. Um, you know, I'm not surprised at all that they lost to the Bills. It took them all the way until week whatever it was when they played the Seattle Seahawks to beat a team with a winning record all year. That was their first win of the year against a team with a winning record, and they were six and or they were, you know, one game winning record, right? Yeah. That's that's their first win against a winning team, and everyone's hyping these guys up like they're just going to run through the NFC. They haven't played anybody. <laughs> and people argue, well, they played the Jets when they were 1-0. and zero. They, That doesn't count. <laughs> the, the first two games, you can't call that a winning record, all right? Yeah. So they, so they beat the Seahawks, cool, whatever. Then they beat the Eagles, and now I'm sitting back here, maybe I'm biting my tongue a little bit because I'm talking to crap to all my buddies who are Cowboys fans for whatever reason, saying, you know, I have the same story every year, this is our year. I have to bite my tongue because they beat the Eagles. Eagles are obviously on a downward slump because they lose the last three games. Yep. Um, so is that even a real judge of how good the Cowboys are? Because, I mean, looking at the Eagles right now, they're not looking like their best team either. Um, and then they play the Bills, who I think Josh Allen is still top three quarterback in the league. I think the Bills are phenomenal. Um, I think they've got a lot of question marks as far as coaching decisions that they need to look at next year. I think their 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 team is looking solid. Cook is cooking right now. He's making yep. his brother, you know, people are thinking that this is the cook that we all saw over in Minnesota at this point. Um no, I'm not surprised at all. I, I'm I'm glad the Bills won. I think I think the Cowboys are going to show their true colors like they do every single year in the playoffs, regardless if they get the they get the uh, number one seed or not. They're going to lose. They might win the first game if they play a wild card, but uh, 
after that they're going to lose and they're not going to see the NFC Championship and they're going to go home just like they do every single year. They do phenomenal in the regular season and then for whatever happens with that organization, they just forget everything. And again, I'll eat a piece of humble pie here. You know, as a Packer fan, we feel the same way, right? We had Aaron Rodgers for how many years and every year we get number one seed, home field advantage. And what do we do? We choke in the NFC Championship against the 49ers, you know, three years back to back. Um, yeah. So that's just it. That's that's the story of the Cowboys, right? They're going to do great. They're going to look like they're the best team in the NFC. And then playoff comes and they choke. So, yeah, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I think the the Dolphins-Lions the game, if they can come in, they can beat the Dolphins and they can beat the Lions because Lions are looking red hot right now. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I If they can beat both those teams, they may make it to the NFC Championship. And I'll even say... I'll even argue they might win it, but if they lose one of those two games, I don't see them making the NFC Championship. What What would you call a bare minimum win for for the Cowboys? Like even if they didn't beat the Dolphins and the Lions, right? They both games were a loss. What would be a scenario that you think the Cowboys would actually still be like, okay, like they're a strong contender, or is I mean, there not a, or is there not one? There's not one. You've got to, I mean, you're looking at Dolphins, the Lions, two of the best teams in the league right now, um, overall. Um, win or loss, I mean, a loss is a loss, right? Field yeah. goal or not, um, you know, that's how the playoffs are going to come. A lot of these playoff games are going to come down to a last-minute field goal. So even if they lose to it, you know, a field goal at five seconds against the Lions, you know, it's still a loss. And that's just, uh, to me, predicting what's going to happen in the playoffs. I feel like if they can hold the Dolphins to less than 21 points and hold the Lions uh, to like like a, a last minute field goal, right? Like if they have to lose to the Dolphins, keep the Dolphins under 21 points. That's important. And if you can stuff the lot, keep it to basically where the Lions are forced to win via field goal. I think that those are both big wins on both fronts. The Dolphins are just electric. They don't stop scoring points. They had to stop scoring because they didn't want to. They basically didn't want to, you know, uh, humiliate a team by get by getting the most points. I know a lot of Dolphins fans were very upset, spaghetti about that. But like with the Lions, forty-two points last week, right? Just absolute domination. So I feel like if you can hold the Dolphins to less than twenty-one and lose, that's a fucking win in and of itself. And if you can basically force the Lions to beat you by a field goal, you've got it. Now, Goff to his to his point. The the kid is amazing. Like when I saw that trade, I was like, <laughs> like what did the what, what did the Lions think they were getting here? Like what, what this this kid can barely function, let alone do anything under a little bit of pressure. Like he folds like some of my new representatives fold under pressure as well too. But now that Goff is just coming out like nobody's business, and I'm I'm happy that his first name is Jared as well too. But like I feel if if they can hold the Dolphins under under 21 points, it's a win. And if the Lions are forced to win via field goal, that's a win in of itself. I mean, we'll see, but I mean, you can, you can, you can paint it however you want, even if they lose in both situations like that, guess what? In the playoffs, it's still a loss. So yeah. I don't know. It's, it's going to take, it's going to take them for me to believe in the Cowboys It's going to make, they're going to have to beat both these teams and by, uh, they're going to have to control that entire game for me to, to, for me to believe that they have a, a real shot at, at pushing through. Now, AFC, that's a whole nother story. That thing's all up in the air. Dude, fuck the AFC. That, you know what? That's the, a I don't even want to talk about the AFC. That's, it's, that's how much of a clusterfuck that is. I mean, the Raiders come out and score 63 points again. Like, like what? 
Okay, whatever. You know what? This has been Hardware and Penalty Flags, our version of this week's uh, weekly award show where we hand out the hardware to the week's best and throw penalty flags on the week's worst. But you know who doesn't let you down, Whiskey? Who's that? Shiba Inu. Because it is the most exciting cryptocurrency uh, that is in the world. Because way back in 2021, it became the most popular, surpassing your Dogecoins, your Bitcoins, and the coin market cap. You can buy all your hashtag SHIB on most popular coin exchanges out there. But the best place that you can find all that information is at S-H-I-B-T-O-K-E-N on the X, uh, what is the website formerly known as Twitter at S-H-A-B-T-O-K-N. There you'll find all the links to the Discord, subreddits, telegrams, and everywhere else where you can find Shiba Inu. Uh, please, by all means, go find the Discords, the tel- subreddits, telegrams, everywhere else, because we don't know how long our lord and savior, Elon Musk, is going to have that website up. Uh, but today... I wanted to run a little bit of a breakdown here for the games. Uh, we got a couple teams that are on bye week. I totally didn't check them out because I totally didn't care to look at them. Uh, we have our Thursday night game that actually just concluded. I haven't seen a single thing yet. Uh, however, uh, spoiler fucking alert, the Rams beat the Saints, dude. I'm actually thoroughly surprised that Derek Carr and company couldn't get it done. Uh, the Rams won 30-22. to Did you even watch that game? I did not. No, I was not able to catch that game. Okay. Uh, yeah, the Rams somehow, I guess, pulled out a stop because we are recording this at 11 o'clock at night because Whiskey is an adult uh, and he actually takes care of business first before what I do, just sit down and bullshit my entire life away. So <laughs> um, I am. Did you did you pick who you thought was going to win that game up front or did you even think about who might win that game? Uh, the Rams Saints. Yeah, I thought Rams were going to win it. Uh, I like what Williams is doing in running back. I think. Um... I think the Rams are starting to put momentum going into the playoffs. Um, you know, obviously uh, Stafford knows what he's doing in the playoffs. He's first season there. He wins the Super Bowl or second. I can't remember. Uh, but no, I, I like what the Rams are doing. Um, I think, if anything, I think this is Sean McVay's last chance to, to prove himself um, and get them deep in the playoffs before I think we see Sean go bye-bye. Um, so, yeah, I, picked, I, I definitely picked the Rams tonight for sure. The the dude the the coach the coach firings are are have have started upon us. Everything is starting to take a tumble. There's murmurings. There's rumors. There's a bunch of shit that is currently up in the air right now because of it. And yeah, the uh, I I was actually going to go with Derek Carr and company just simply because I thought Derek Carr and company um was was there and uh, I I don't know. I just I thought that absolutely Derek Carr and company would have got it done. But uh, we're gonna take a small break because through the power of vetting, we'll be right back. Alrighty, righty, tidy, whaty. Uh, apologize about that. I had a random knock on my door. It was my drunk neighbor. Uh, sent him away. Fuck that guy. Anyways, so we got some games on Saturday. We got some noon games, 3 p.m. games, Sunday night football. And then Monday night has a triple header, uh, which is... Like, dude, I just, I don't understand why they have football on Christmas, uh, especially on a Monday, but I mean, I can kind of see why they do it. So why don't we start off with Saturday, the Bengals versus the Steelers. The Bengals have kind of, they've been doing whatever cats do when they're high on catnip. The Steelers haven't heard anything, don't really know anything much about the Steelers. It's like a fart in the wind. It's kind of, you, you, you notice them for a second and they're there. I, I got to ask you this, Whiskey. What do you think is going to happen against the Bengals versus the Steelers? I think Bengals are going to run all over the Steelers. Uh, and, and my boss will hate me for saying this. He's from Pittsburgh, diehard Steelers fan. Uh, Steelers are in shambles right now. Uh, they have they have nothing going for them. Um, 
you know, I don't I don't think Pickett's the answer. I, I, I see Bengals just, just running all through him. I think Mixon uh Mixon has a good game. I think Joey Ice is gonna just put on his best uh performance this week and uh yeah, I just see it just being an easy dub for Bengals for sure. So Pickett is the, the is it Pickett or Pickens is the, the wide receiver? So Pickens is Pickens. the uh, wide receiver. Pickett is the uh, the quarterback. I thought they were both Pickens, and I kept hearing Pickett. I was like, what the fuck am I? And you know what's funny uh, is that I actually did a graphic. So the Evil Mark Show, I, I know that you graciously, you, you were kind enough to come on and help rescue me here today. Um, but I did a graphic for the quarterback, Pickett, right? For when he was coming on over because they were talking about him uh, for one of the the for the evil mark show if you've listened to both episodes uh you'll know that they do an ncaa side of it for those of you who don't know there is an ncaa side of it uh, and i actually did the infomercial graphic for that episode because they were talking about it i should kind of know who the guy is right i should kind of know but i saw a couple of uh, highlights where like he just kind of gave up like there was runs coming his way and he just stopped blocking didn't really care just looked like he was trying just not to get hurt because of the where the uh where the steelers were at so yeah i've, I've actually got to go with the Bengals, even with their backup quarterback i think the kitty cats are going to get a little bit of a growl in there at least a little bit and be this year's i don't think it's going to be much it might be like that game where it was what was it it's the first time in nfl history that the the winning team never scored a touchdown you know the like the bears did like i think it might be one of those shit shows but the Bengals definitely over the steelers for sure oh for sure no Bengals are scoring touchdowns for sure they got too many weapons and i think i think joey ice i think the Bengals are just having an off here um I don't know what the what the reason is for it because they basically have the same team as last year when they did phenomenal. Um, but yeah, no, I see Bengals steamrolling the Steelers. I, I just hope that Bro comes back because that kid that that kid has put everything on his back for the Steelers with how much he gets sacked and they still made it to a Super Bowl. So that was pretty amazing. I am curious, though. Uh, I know we were talking a little bit about how the AFC is a, a gong show. Well, why not? The Bills versus the Chargers. Uh, Bills are actually going to San Diego, so they're they're flying across country uh, to go hang out in the Palm Beaches and, and where it's nice and super warm out there. What, what what are your thoughts on the Bills versus the Chargers, Whiskey? Yeah, I mean, listen, I think the Chargers and Chargers fans out there know, I mean, their season's basically over. Uh, with Herbert going under, undergoing surgery, I mean, it's 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 done. All right, you you got to chalk it up. You guys had a nice run. Um, I think the Bills have something to prove. They're still fighting for their spot in the playoffs. Um, and I think, like I said, I think Bills are still one of the best teams overall. Uh, James Cook is cooking right now. Uh, Allen's limiting those turnovers, and you still got Stephon Diggs out there too. So, yeah, I, I see this as an easy win for the Bills for sure. Well, Josh Allen got the game ball, actually, believe it or not, for not throwing an interception. <laughs> yeah, no, I I mean, you got to do what you got to do, right? I mean, yeah, I like I said, I, I, I think Josh Allen's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, I'm, I don't think I've seen someone throw the ball 60 yards down the field so effortlessly since Brett Favre. Um, as with Josh Allen, I think he's got one of the strongest, most accurate arms in the league. I think he... I think I think personal take on Allen is the fact that I think he blew up too quick. Uh, expectations got super high, super quick. I think yeah. everyone was trying to compare him to Patrick Mahomes, and he was trying to you know maybe force some Patrick Mahomes esque things in there, which led to a little bit more turnovers, maybe forcing the ball too much. Um, I think he's eating his piece of humble pie and is you know ready to just start playing his game and stop stop listening to everyone out there. So yeah, I think this is 
easy Bills win for sure. Well, when I see the Bills beat the Chargers, this is my exact thought process here. Stop. My penis can only get so erect. I fucking love that. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love Josh Allen. The moment I saw that kid body somebody, you know, going for the run, he's this big, big white, good fundamental white run uh, quarterback who can run the ball. He can just hammer it down the field. He lowers his shoulder and he, he puts linebackers in their place. You know, he just all movement just kind of stops going forward, obviously, because it's two grown jacked individuals fighting for, you know, what happens when an immovable object meets a, 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 an immovable force? Yeah, an immovable force. And that's what it's like having a linebacker who's 250 pounds run at you, drop the shoulder. But then you got Josh Allen, who's like 220, right? And he's like six foot five. So it's just fucking awesome to see the kid play. But yeah, the Chargers, Herbert's down. Herbert was the only good thing about that team. Let's face it. Right. No, I won't go that far. I mean, you still got Eckler. You still got uh, Palmer out there. You still got weapons. Um, Eckler is I, old I, as shit. Come on now. And then Keenan I mean, fucking hey, Allen. A, all I'm saying is I had him on my fantasy team last year, and he was winning. I mean, I won my league last year, and he was on my team. So I'm just going to put that out there. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, okay. But no, I think the Chargers, I think the Chargers have a lot of potential. I just think without your franchise quarterback, I mean – that's the nature of the NFL right now, right? Is no one truly has that that backup that can just go in there and beat these teams that that are kind of stacked against them. Um, and you know, going back to the whole Josh Allen bit, um, you know, Josh Allen reminds me a lot of our boy we were talking about earlier, Cam Newton, mm-hmm. um, a more accurate deep threat than Cam Newton. But as far as physical run style, yeah, I mean, so kudos to Cam. Like I said, I don't hate you, bro. Well, I, I am curious. Uh, Commanders Jets, this noon game. Are you going to be barbecuing anything, or is this just a fucking whatever shit show? Yeah, no. So I think I'd rather go uh, plank in traffic than watch it. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, this <laughs> game, you know, I don't think it's going to even be televised anywhere other than maybe Washington and New York uh, and in select parts. Uh, I don't I don't see this being a game that pretty much anyone watches. I think it's two of the worst teams in the league kind of just – Playing to play. I mean, neither team really has anything to get, you know, on the line for them uh, at this point. So I think this is just get these guys some reps and, and you know, <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't, I don't have anything to say on this. I think this is a game that anyone who watches it, you got to be a commander or Jets fan. Otherwise you're not even going to give it the light of day. Who you got to, you got to pick somebody though. We, we, we have to pick, you can't be, you can't do what I do and, and hope for a tie each and every, every game uh, that doesn't work. That's not how the NFL is. There's always a winner and loser who's winning, who's losing. I mean, this is at New York on that shitty turf that the jets are so adept to playing on. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Zach Wilson's mommy complaining. will give him some juice. So I'll go jets. You know, that's actually who I have the jets over the commanders. I, the commander, like I've heard one or two things out there. I just, I'm not a fan of the commanders. So I guess I'm just going to, yeah, I'm going to hopefully, uh, the, the poop bucket that Aaron Rodgers has, uh, you know, makes its way around. They get some ayahuasca and they all just take a dump on the commanders. Hopefully, uh, they, they need something. The jets need something in here. My, my pity, my pity coin to you, sir. Uh, interesting next mashup though. Lions at Vikings. Now, you know, the Lions, red fucking hot. And then the the replacement, Dobbs, going to the Vikings. Like, dude, what? I don't, I don't know, man. This one's tough. What are your initial thoughts? Yeah, no, I don't think this is going to be a wash. Like, I think a lot of people out there think the Lions are just going to kind of take this game. I think Dobbs, um, 
you know, for everything that he's gone through in the league and, and kind of bouncing around and, and doing what he's done with the Vikings thus far. Um, he's played well. He hasn't played phenomenal, obviously. I don't think the Vikings are a phenomenal team anymore. I think those days are behind them. Um, I think they're kind of in the same boat as the Packers at this point. They're just rebuilding and hoping that in the next couple of years they're going to they're gonna be something. I'm still going to give the edge to the Lions, though. They're fighting for that number one seed. Um, so, yeah, I got to give the Lions. They got a lot more to play for than the Vikings, other than the fact that this is just, you know, an NFC North robbery. The Vikings don't have a whole lot to lose here. So, yeah, I, I give the edge to the Lions just for the, just for their fight for the playoff spots. Well, I, I always like to I always like to look up uh, what uniform is being worn. Um, and taking a look here, the Lions uh, they got their powder blue tops. Uh, the the bottoms are to be determined. Hopefully, they go powder blue because I always like the full color on color look. Uh, but the Vikings are in all white, and they're at USA US Bank uh, in Minneapolis. Ha- by the way, have you ever been to US Bank? No, I haven't, but the stadium, I will give as much as it pains me as a Packer fan to say that stadium looks phenomenal. I remember uh, the Metallica, actually, the the very first Metallica concert I actually officially went, no, the second Metallica concert I ever went to was at Minneapolis at US Bank when they were opening it, because uh, I went to go, no, was it, was it the first time I saw them or was it the second time? I don't know, because I saw them at us bank when it opened like when they first first opened the stadium and it was gorgeous the only thing that i think would make that stadium better is if they did have a lombardi trophy sitting in their trophy room because it is fantastic it is a gorgeous trophy room the lighting is perfect it's bright like that that silver would just shimmer and shine uh and i do not ever recommend going to see a concert at soldier field that place was ass so yeah well everything about that the team the freaking fans (laughs) everything there just ass yeah, I, I I do got to go with you, though, with, with the Lions. Uh, I think the Lions are going to win big if they go pure powder blue. But if they're wearing the white bottoms or the silver bottoms, uh, the Lions barely beat the Vikings. But yeah, the Lions are going to win no matter what. Definitely going to win no matter what. Uh, the next game that we got on the docket here is the Browns versus the Texans in Texas. Um, dude, I don't. The, the Texans winning games they're not supposed to win. The Browns miraculously beating people. They're not like, I don't know what to make of it because it, it feels like, and I mean, I've made this statement a thousand and one times, like Baker leaves, things go to shit. Even though Baker was like the backbone of that team, the je- the, the Texans are just like, okay, we're going to do something now. I, dude, I genuinely don't know on this one. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I think it all goes down to C.J. Stroud, whether he comes back or not. The last thing I read on him uh, is that sources say he's going to miss one more game being in the concussion protocol. Um, Obviously, that's up to the team and up to to Stroud. Um, I think if Stroud comes back, I mean, in my opinion, Stroud is without question rookie of the year. Um, He's playing phenomenal for the Texans. He's making a team that no one thought would kind of be anything. People are actually tuning into their games. So I think it boils down to that. I think if Stroud comes in, <clears throat> he's healthy, he plays, I give it the edge to the Texans. Uh, but if he's gone, yeah, I still give it to the Browns. I'm actually going to go with the Browns as well, too. Uh, one reason I saw CJ Stroud come out of the medical tent after getting checked out, just so the other kid couldn't get some reps. Uh, dude, you're going to break yourself. You honestly, 110% are going to break yourself. There's no reason that you need to power that hard through whatever the fuck it is that you want it like it's concussion protocol i've had a concussion in the past i don't know if uh you've ever had one uh, whiskey but like this is not something you want to fuck around with you know what i mean 
Yeah, no, for sure. Multiple concussions here. And yeah, no, I mean, especially this young in your career. I mean, you're just, you're a rookie, right? You got plenty of, you got a plenty bright future ahead of you. Uh, if you keep playing the way that you played with a team that really doesn't have a whole lot of weapons um, and still finding ways to win games. Um, yeah, I think the smartest bet, if if the Texans care about him and his longevity and being the franchise, uh, they'll force him to sit. And I think if he's smart enough, uh, he'll listen to them and, and take that advice. So I hope he sits. And if he does, I, I give the edge to the Browns. Well, I mean, it's like it's like Cardinals. I gave I gave Kyler K one as Mark calls him all the time. I gave K one so much shit, absolutely so much tr- trash about the Cardinals. Like, oh my god, my knee did, and then he actually got hurt. And I was like, okay, to his credit, he he knew his body better than anybody else out there. Was slowly resting up. There was talks and rumors about him coming back. I was calling him a baby back pansy. I was calling him a baby back bitch. Comes back, and the the Cardinals are just fire, man. They're like K one is doing what he does best. So I really hope that the Texans sit. I really hope that they lose and he can get better so that way he can come back strong. Uh, the next game is near and dear to our heart. The Packers at Carolina, the Panthers, uh, where the team is held together by duct tape and Adam fucking Thielen. Um, I kind of want to go first here. I'm hoping that the Packers win. Uh, but I am, I, I would not, I would not even put 25 schmeckles of fake currency off of Rick and Morty down on the Packers winning. That is how un- unconfident I am of somebody winning this game. <laughs> so listen to me and listen to me loud and clear, <laughs> Matt LaFleur. If you lose to the Panthers, consider your job gone. <laughs> Really? There's no there's no excuse to lose to the Panthers, man. They put up what nine points last week and got a win. Like and the fans were losing their minds off of nine point victory. Mm-hmm. Nine total, not win by nine. Nine total point or ten points, whatever the hell it was. There's some I didn't even watch it. I didn't even bother tuning in. Um it was ridiculous. No, yeah. I mean Packers gotta win, man. And 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 you know this talking on the side, you know, outside of this. Um Diehard Packer fan here, still not a Jordan love believer like all the critics out there and all the people on TV that get paid a hell of a lot more than I do to to know more about football, apparently. Um, I don't see what they see in him. Um, I've seen flashes uh, the last couple games until last week. He was making me kind of believe in him. Um, But to his credit, I think the Packers are the second youngest team in the league right now uh, overall. There's a lot of offensive weapons that are making some names for themselves. Reed, you obviously got Dobbs, you got Watson. So I think there's a lot of there's a lot of potential there. Um, but yeah, I mean, if the Packers lose this game, man, I mean, just just hang it up. Like, don't even. You might as well tank the rest of the season and 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 try to get a better draft pick because there's just no excuse to lose to the Panthers at all. The Packers have an excuse, and it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You just, you mark my words. Panthers are beating the Packers some way, somehow. Uh, Adam Thielen is probably going to have the game of his life tearing apart that defense. If the Panthers are worth a goddamn, they will run the ball like nobody's business against Green Bay and win. You know it. I know it. The Packers can't. Yeah, I mean, and that's been the story of the Packers for the last 10 years. I'm fucking 36 and the Packers have never been able to stop the run when I've watched them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, listen, they they know it, everyone knows it, and 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 to speak on the Packers for just a second, you know, I think the biggest issue with the Packers, and I've said this for a long time, is the whole, you know, the, 
the the fans own the team, right? And we all know that there's just a bunch of mumbo jumbo. We don't know fans don't own the team, right? We they sell quote unquote stocks so that they can freaking upgrade the stadium, you know, do renovations, blah 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 blah. Yeah, I think that's the biggest downfall of the Packers, honestly, though, is the GM holds so much power because there's no true owner um, that the GM kind of sits there and doesn't really have to worry about anyone firing his ass. Yeah. Um, I can't even pronounce his name, whatever, Brian Gertz or whatever the hell, yeah, whatever Wisconsinite name he's got there. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think he's an idiot. I don't, I've never liked him. I don't like his choices that he's made. Um, I think that's the Packers' downfall, and and, and it goes back to the run game. It's been no secret the Packers have not been able to stop the run for the last 10 years. Um, and they've made zero effort to fix that. Um, so, yeah. I mean, if the Panthers are smart, they'll run it, but I still think the Packers... I, I just don't think the Panthers are good enough. I don't I don't think they're good enough to win the game. I think the Packers, on paper, are a better team. They got more talent both sides of the ball, and I'll be very drunk if they lose. Who played Samwise Gamgee? Ryan Gritzker. <laughs> It's it's Gudekunz. Brian Gudekunz is his name. But if yeah, you, Gudekunz, he's yeah. the one who played Samwise. Yeah, if you take because I'm looking at I'm looking at a a, a boat like I'm I guessing that this is a recent um uh, NFL draft. Packers GM Brian Gudekunz puts his stamp on the draft. Uh, th- this picture looks a hundred and ten percent like uh the 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 kid who plays Samwise from fucking uh Tolkien's movie Lord of the Rings it it's fucking like spot on dude it's hilarious this guy looks like a goober out of yeah i i feel you um i quick question here quick side note cuz i want to go on this little side note with you do you think LaFleur is done if genuinely do you think that there's going to be scuttlebutt that LaFleur is done skis in the next year or two if he doesn't get it together or do you think he's going to be done if he can't beat the Panthers no, I think he's got one more year, right? This is this is Love's first true year of uh, of being the face of the Packers, and he's got huge shoes to fill, right? I mean, yeah. as Packer fans, we've been blessed for thirty over thirty years of Hall of Fame, arguably some of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, um, quarterbacks, and so now he's stepping into those shoes, and 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 I don't want to say that I don't. You know, I'm not discrediting Love and 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 his flashes that he has. I I, I think I discredit the people on TV that are. You know, I've heard talks of them comparing him to Patrick Mahomes and things like that. That's where I draw the line. Uh, I don't think he's there. Um, I maybe he has that talent, and they see things that I don't. Um, again, I don't get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to analyze football. Um, but no, I think he's got one more year. I think, but I, I do think after next year, if they don't at least make the playoffs and at least may even possibly at least have to win one playoff game. I think LaFleur might be looking out, but I mean, LaFleur's resume looks great on paper. I mean, he's in December, he's got one of the best uh, win loss records out of any active uh, NFL coach. You know, he's, he, he's got, he's got the resume. Um, the Packers just unfortunately can't ever get it done in the playoffs, just like the Cowboys. And yeah, I think he's got one year with I got I think he's got his little grace period here with love this year. No one kind of I think expectations were pretty low mm-hmm. um just with how young the team is, but now that we've seen the development of these receivers like Reed and and you know Dobbs and Watson and things like that. Um yeah, and uh, assuming Jones stays healthy next year too, you know. Um I think next year 
they've got to they've got to make some moves. Otherwise, I think Lafleur might be on the chopping might be a block. A little bit worried. Yeah, I do. I see it. Well, I mean, this next game that's coming up, the Seahawks and the Titans. I, I, I there's really not much that you can really kind of say off off of off of this game. I, I honestly think the Seahawks are just going to destroy the Titans. Like, there's no reason why the Titans should win this game, especially with Drew Locke locking it down against the Eagles. While people, they're going to come in so hot, dude. Yeah, man, you got to give him a boy lock. I gave him the shout out earlier. Um, so yeah, I'm going Seahawks. I, honestly, I'm going Seahawks just because of Locke and his performance against the Eagles. But to be honest, I think this game is you could you could flip it anyway, and I would I probably agree with you. But my edge is going to the Seahawks. Same same with this the final noon game Colts at Atlanta. Um, the Falcons have won games. Mark has picked God knows how many times. The Colts fucking they're. Dude, the '90s have called. They want their 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 gray sweaters back. You know, uh, I can't. I, I don't know, man. Like the Colts at, at versus Falcons. I would honestly. This is a game where I would legitimately go tie if I could, just because the Falcons lost nine to seven against the Panthers. Fucking what? You know. Yeah, no, for sure. I think I think this game. I think the Colts win it um, just for the fact that again, playoff contention. Um, they got a lot more on the line than the Falcons do, so I, I see the Colts maybe playing a little bit harder. But yeah, um, that's the only reason I'm giving the edge. Otherwise, if there was nothing other than playoffs uh, in the picture, I could. I'm agreeing with you. I see this going either way. I'm actually just going to call this the tie. Here, fuck it. Here's here's my bullshit pick. Here's the the Colts at the Colts and Texans tie. Or Colts and Falcons. There you go. That's how bad it is. <laughs> uh, the next game is your... Th- we have only two 3 p.m. afternoon games uh, really kind of going on uh, besides the pick of the week here. Uh, Jags versus Bucks. Baker Mayfield showed up the Packers some way, somehow. The Jaguars have been about as lukewarm as, uh, you know, buttery popcorn that you get at the... At the, uh, at the concession stand there when you, when you go watch a movie. Uh, whiskey what are, your, what are your initial thoughts on the jags versus the bucks yeah um this is a tough one I, I give my edge to the jags i love trevor lawrence um i think the jags have a really solid team a, a really young solid team um baker mayfield i think kind of the story of his career is you never know what kind of quarterback you're going to get he's either going to come in and throw four or five touchdowns like against the packers last week or he's just going to be all over the place and you know can't throw the ball 10 yards um i think trevor lawrence is a more consistent quarterback i think they're coming off a tough loss tough loss last week um so i give the edge to the jags all right i i'm gonna go with the jags as well too i i genuinely I dude, I've I've had a I've had a hard on for Baker Mayfield. I've loved the kid. I've always thought he was like finally he's going somewhere. And then he went to LA and then he won that game off of a weird simplistic playbook. And then he didn't really do anything. And then oh, okay, great, he's going to the Buccaneers where Tom Brady just was, where a bunch of these kids are there. They they've got talent. They 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 went to something. They went to the Super Bowl with some of these guys. And then Baker Mayfield just kind of looks like he's half baked. Um, the Jaguars, I trust in, uh, trust in, in our young Trevor Lawrence out there. So I got to go with the Jags over the Bucks as well, too. Um, the next game, I don't even think it, I mean, do we, Cardinals versus Bears? I mean, I'm going to go Cardinals. I, the, the Bears are just, dude, the Bears like a, what, what is that? Um, it's like a shake weight. You're not, you know, you're not working out. You just look stupid, right? Yeah, see, I'm going to go against you on this one. I think the really? Bears win. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I think Justin Fields, he he's he reminds me a lot of as far as the flashes with Jordan Love, right? 
Um, some games he looks lights out, and other games he just looks like he doesn't care. Um, but the Cardinals, I think they're just so bad. I think they're just they're lost. They don't know what direction they're going in. Um, I think I, I, you know, I think this is another game that unless you're a fan of either one of the teams, you're probably not going to tune into. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give my edge to the Bears just because. I think Fields does have flashes, and I think he's going to put those flashes on the Cardinals with how bad they are as a team right now. Well, this will be the first and last time you're ever on this podcast, Whiskey, so I appreciate you, brother. Uh, hey, that hurt me to say just as much as Aaron. <laughs> you know, but credit credit where credit's due, right? Yeah, I, 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 Justin Fields is another one of those quarterbacks that if I had the dream, or Justin Fields is, is one of the quarterbacks that if I had, uh, that dream fantasy scenario where I could be, uh, you know, like the fantasy draft on, on Madden, right? It's whoever I want to, wherever I want to, that Justin Fields would be one of those what if scenarios, right? Marvel's what if. That was one of the crystal balls that I'd like to look into, go back in time and see what happens if Fields went somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I think I think the kid's got talent. I think he went to a crap organization that's been crap for a long time that doesn't know what they're looking for in a quarterback. They haven't since – I mean, Jay Cutler is like their only <laughs> quarterback that they can brag about. And, I mean, it's freaking Jay Cutler. So, like, let's not get carried away, Bears hey. fans. All right, you guys suck. You've always sucked. All right. Not always, but in recent history, you sucked. You're going to stay sucking. Just get over it. All right. Dude, Cutler's a bad motherfucker. Have you seen some of the shit that comes out about the guy? Right? Yeah, I'm- dude. Well, he was bad on the field, too, and not <laughs> in a good way. So I got you. Uh, the Sunday night game, we got the Patriots uh, uh, versus the Broncos. Mr. Let's uh, Broncos Country, let's ride, coming out, uh, holding up against the Patriots. I honestly, I've got the Broncos beating the Patriots as much as I fucking hate Russell Wilson. Um, I do not have any faith in Billy Belichick out there. As much as I love Bill Burr, as much as I'm supposed to have faith in the system and in the ways that that Bill Belichick and company, Bailey Zappi, the kid looked cool. He looked great uh, in preseason, but let's face it, the Broncos are way better than any random preseason game that you can play out there. Uh, I've got the Broncos beating the Patriots at home in Mile High quite handily sending Billy Belichick uh, home and packing. And I mean, if he can't beat the Broncos in at, at home, especially with how bad they are, I think this solidifies the, Hey, you're fucking Dunskies. The, the, the rumors are basically going to be absolutely true. You know what I mean? What what are your thoughts on the Patriots going to the Broncos? Yeah, no, I agree with you there. I think the Broncos, they're looking good. Um, they've, they've completely done a 180 this season um, from starting off one and five or one and six or whatever they were. Um, easy pick Broncos. Um, and I agree with you. I think this is the game that kind of solidifies. I don't think it's even rumors at this point. I think Be- Belichick knows. I think the whole world knows, uh, based on Belichick's press conference, uh, the man of so many words, um, <laughs> you know, he knows he's done. The world knows he's done. And I think this Broncos game just solidifies it for him. Yeah. If, if he can't beat the, if he can't beat the Broncos with Mr. Let's, let's let, you know, Broncos country. God, I fucking, I do hey, not take, I like Russell. So you, we can, we can write about that later. I love that guy. I you know what? If he, he, I will buy you a sandwich. If Bill Belichick fucking beats the Broncos. All right. I'll split a subway sandwich with you. How's that sound? <laughs> we'll get a signature sandwich and we'll split it right down the middle. Six inches. I, right? all right sounds good fucking i am so tired of that goddamn clip i i was like you know what i'm gonna play it i'm gonna be funny today nope couldn't even bring myself to download it mark i apologize 
Um, we got triple header on, on Monday night, uh, Raiders versus Chiefs, Giants versus Eagles, Ravens versus 49ers. If you had to sit down and tell the wife and kids, Hey, fuck off. I'm watching football on this Monday night. Who is for, for you out there, whiskey? Cause I don't know what it's like to really be married. Actually. Um, you're a more civilized adult than I've ever probably been. If you're picking a trip, one of these games to actually sit down and watch and tell, you know, the family to fuck off, who would be your pick? Oh, I think that's easy. I think that's the Ravens Niners, right? You got two of the best teams in the league. Uh, I think they both have the exact same record right now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm not that quick on my, on my on my Google searches, but yeah, no, Ravens Niners is going to be the game to watch on Monday night. Raiders Chiefs. I mean, don't get me wrong. Who knows what the Chiefs right now? Because they're just like the Eagles. Uh, you know, everyone kind of anticipated them to be the team to beat, and they're kind of falling off. Um, but it's the Raiders, right? I mean, let's be real here. We don't expect a whole lot from the Raiders. They sometimes pull out. Uh, and win some crazy games like they did last week. I mean, forget the kid's name, but the, you know the quarterback they played last week. He looked pretty good. So who knows? That might be a better game than we than we all think. But I think the Chiefs are a little hungry right now uh, to kind of end this season strong and and win these last few games. And same thing with the Eagles Giants. I mean, again, it's 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 the Giants. I don't really need to elaborate. You know, like let's let's move on. Eagles the same same situation as the Chiefs. They both need these wins for playoffs um, and figuring out where they land in those. And then the Ravens Niners, that's going to be the one where I think that's going to be a hard fought game. And I think, uh, I think Niners come on top. I think Brock Purdy, he's on the fantasy team. He's been killing it for me, but that kid is, I mean, sky's the limit for him. I think he is, he got super blessed with being able to come in, you know, as the third or fourth round or third or fourth backup. Mm-hmm. Um, with all those injuries last year, and I mean, the dude's taken the team over um, like he's been in the league for years. So I got the Niners there, um, but I think for sure that's the game to watch Monday night. I would a hundred and ten percent agree with you. They're both eleven and three. The Ravens uh, are are going to San Francisco. Um, you can watch it on ABC. They're they're playing in Santa Clara in Levi Stadium. I didn't know much, so I never use Microsoft Edge because I'm a Chrome guy. I use Chrome for everything. Um, but apparently on Bing, you can look at the win probability. Uh, there's a 67% chance that the 49ers are beating the Ravens. Uh, I don't do the betting thing, uh, because I like to hold on to my money. And usually when I do bet, I'm, I, I, I screw myself over. I would 110% agree with the 49ers uh, uh, playing against the Ravens. I think it's going to be a legitimate close game. I think it's going to come down to like one or two drives, just like how the Super Bowl was was basically won on a final drive. I think Brock Purdy and company are going to do it. The The kid's got ice in his veins. He's been great. Came out of nowhere just to go, hey, I'm a great quarterback. And then it's it's like... One of the most insane things that I've seen in a turnaround where it's just like, okay, you saw him in that playoff game where you're just like, wow, you can totally tell he's fresh. The kid's been playing like he's been in the league for years. Just like you said, it's fucking insano. And it, I, I can't even wrap my head around where this kid has come from, where he's going, what he's doing. This is like when Aaron Rodgers stepped on the field and you're like, oh my fuck, like we actually have another quarterback. There's somebody out there who is great to go from basically what is going to happen with my team. Are the 49ers even going to find any gold in the hills out there? And now they're 11 and three playing an 11 three Ravens team. And the Ravens are, they're good. The Ravens are legitimately a good team. And we're going, 
maybe the 49ers are just going to win by 67%. That would have never crossed my mind ever, ever. Never in the history of never, ever would that have crossed my mind. Two 11 and three teams going head to head like this. I'm, I'm flabbergasted, man. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think the Ravens are one of the most underrated teams in the NFL right now. I think I don't think a lot of people are giving them the uh, the hype and the the credit they deserve. Um, but with that being said, you know I think the Niners just both sides of the football they're just they're too strong. Uh, offensively, they have hands down the best the best lineup, and then their defense is rock solid too. Um, so yeah. Not taking anything away from the Ravens, I think they're they're still going to be a great team. I think they're still going to make a, a deep push in the playoffs. But yeah, this I think this one goes to the Niners for sure. Okay, two quick picks here because I I have a feeling we're both going to choose the Chiefs over the Raiders and the Eagles over the Giants. Is is that is that a fair statement, Whiskey? Oh yeah, that's we don't even need to go into that. That's 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 where I'm going with both of those. They got too much on the line. I mean, even with the Raiders, like, I mean, okay, let's face it. Yeah, the Raiders scored 63 points. Not a big deal over the, uh, the, <laughs> the bolts. Um, I, I think maybe that gives them a slight edge where, okay, the first and second quarter, the Raiders hang on a little bit. Uh, but that Tomahawk is going to come down real quick, real fast. And then the Eagles, Tommy DeVito, dude, you're, you're, you can't pay the refs enough to keep that game close. You just can't. Yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Raiders obviously sixty points last week, huge, awesome, fun to watch. Um, but again, you got the Chiefs and the Eagles that just have too much on the line right now. Uh, they're both hungry. They both hear all the hype. They, you know, all these players are listening to everybody talk about them and how they're, you know, everyone's saying they're falling off. Um, so that's just more fuel to the fire. And and just on paper, they're a better team. I mean, so yeah, I think I think that's an easy an easy choice to make. Chiefs Eagles. Um, you know, I think the Raiders might make it a little bit closer than the Chiefs would like it, but I think the Chiefs come out on top. And then the Eagles-Giants thing, I think the Eagles are just... I think Jalen Hurts is is just going to lock it down and, and, and be his his uh, stone-cold self, not talk and just play. And I think it's just going to be a, a molly whopping on the Giants for sure. All right, so we're going to we're gonna bring it on over to the game of the freaking week. This is the game of the week that I know Mark and I would have probably had some contentions on. Hell, I would have made it the Mountain Dew game of the week, uh, where basically, uh, I, uh, if you've ever watched uh, Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp, they did a Mountain Dew game of the week. Mark and I incorporated it. I would have probably fought him tooth and nail on this one because he believes wholeheartedly in the Dallas Cowboys because I misspelled it. Uh, Sunday, December 24th. 3:25 p.m. So right as the wife, uh, your your mother-in-law, sister-in-law, whatever, is starting to cook all the get get the whole meal prep ready for the next day. What I got to do is put it in the oven. You can sit down, watch some beautiful football. They are the Cowboys are going to Miami. It is not that far of a drive. The Cowboys basically basically showed us their true colors this last week. Um, you know, going out to to Miami. I'm I'm very very curious how the weather is going to affect affect them as well. Uh, whiskey, I. I know you you really wanted to talk about it. You wanted to get into how bad the Cowboys are. What do you think is one? Give me one strength of the Cowboys that you think is going to help them in this game. What is one strength that the boys can can lean on when it comes to them against the Dolphins? I mean, I think there's two, right? You got to lean on CeeDee Lamb um, because he's obviously the best player you guys got on offense. Um, You got to feed him the ball. You got to find a way to get him open. Um, I think Pollard, you know, I think the idea of Pollard kind of being the front load and getting rid of Zeke, I think that's kind of backfired on them. So I think they need to kind of throw that out the window, that game plan out the window that they can rely so much on Pollard. Feed, 
sorry, just blank right there. Uh, <laughs> you know, you got you got to feed you got to feed number eighty eight. You got to get him the ball. Um, that's that's your key on offense, and I think on defensively, um, you. I know it's a tough ass, but you got to shut down Tyreek. Um, if he's back, you got to shut him down. If not, I mean, Waddle is just as good. I think, I think Waddle is, you know, kind of an afterthought for a lot of people because of Tyreek's speed and his, his deep threat. Um, but I think last week proved with, with, uh, Tyreek out that, you know, Waddle is, is that guy. And defensively, you've got to find a way to put a stop to them. But, you know, and that brings up another point. If A-Chan's healthy and he comes back, I mean, I don't know if the the Dallas defense is truly strong enough to stop this Miami uh, offense because the weapons are insane. Tua's insanely accurate. And then you got those running backs in the backfield with A-Chan. Um, I, think, I think the biggest thing is, you know, you just got to lock up Tyreek or lock up Waddle, make sure they don't get any deep passes, keep it all underneath, and then on offense you just gotta feed uh eighty eight and keep him keep him in the game. Now, according but to- I still think I think I still think Miami wins. According to uh the football database, the Dolphins and the Cowboys have only played Fifteen times, uh, all all told together, Dallas leads the series eight to seven. Uh, the most recent win was Dallas over the uh, Dallas one thirty one to six, and then Dallas won again twenty four to fourteen. Uh, two thousand nineteen, two thousand fifteen, two thousand eleven, two thousand seven, thirteen. Like the very very first game ever played was back in nineteen seventy two, January sixteenth, nineteen seventy two. The Cowboys beat the Vikings twenty. Uh, the Cowboys beat the Dolphins twenty four to three, and it, it they they seem to go on these streaks right uh the let's see here um yeah like just kind of basically looking at it like miami won twice then miami lost they won four times lost twice one now they lost four times again to the yeah the last four meetings the cowboys have beaten them uh in 2011 they lost by a point i mean to your credit i I've, i think you're 100 correct it, you the defense has to step up in this game mike mccarthy i we all know his our thoughts on Mike McCarthy. I you know how I feel about that man. I I think he's a loser. I think he doesn't really have much to do. He's basically taking that spump, pumpkin spice latte basic bitch uh you know approach. And I think that with Tua, you know you got Waddle, you got their uh yeah. Now I, I'm blanking on his name as well too. I just had his name too. And the radiate you you feed the ball to Tyreek or Waddle get that running game going in between a lot of those deep balls. You're going to pick apart the Cowboys. And if the Cowboys defense just cannot stop the offense, it's going to be a fucking nightmare and a gong show. I honestly think Miami is just going to take this. They're going to run away with it. Um, and and I, I feel like I remember making fun of Dak Prescott and his little armband that he had. Did you ever see that close up where it says like ask for help? And it was like male suicide awareness or something like that. Oh yeah. no, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I I saw a quick little zoom in where it said, "Don't be afraid to ask for help," or "Don't uh, ask for help," or something. I genuinely think the Cowboys need a hell mary here. They have to ask for help. They have to watch a lot of tape. You have to shut down Tyreek. You have to shut down everybody. I've actually got the the Cowboys losing forty five to seventeen in this game. I think no. Miami's high paid their high paced offense is gonna fucking obliterate the Cowboys and the Cowboys are gonna be just sad blue balled out there, dude. Absolutely. I mean I definitely I definitely agree with you. I think the Cowboys are gonna get embarrassed. Um but with that being said, uh if they can get turnovers early, right? Because it's not just about stopping the offense, it's yeah. about it's about making those turnovers. Stopping them isn't gonna do you much favor. You gotta get points off turnovers. And I think that's the key to success for the Cowboys. They've got to pick. They've got to get a couple picks, and they've got to score off those picks. 
Um, and I'm not talking field goals because Miami's proven that they're not a team you're going to beat on just kicking field goals over and over. Um, so I, I, I definitely think Dolphins win. I don't know about those margins. Um, but yeah, if, if the Cowboys want any chance, I'm not even going to talk offense anymore. They've got to make turnovers on defense and they've got to score on those turnovers because if not, this game is going to get away from them and it's going to go away from them fast. Gotcha. If you had to pick one game where you think there's going to be a massive upset, where you think something is going to just, just something unfathomable is going to happen. What game out of all of these, uh, this is an untraditional show. So let's throw it out there. What is one unfathomable thing that you think is going to happen this, this week during football? If you had to, if you had to think of something psychotically crazy, what do you think would happen? I mean, it's hard, right? Because a lot of these games are either games that don't really matter or games that are pretty evenly matched. I mean, I think the only unfathomable, and I don't think it's even that far-fetched, is uh, is the Raiders beating the Chiefs. Um, or Get even out of even my head. Giant, or even Giants beating the Eagles. I mean, like I said, most of these games, a lot of these teams don't have a whole lot to lose. Um, and a lot of these teams that do have stuff to lose, you know, on paper, they should win. So I think I think the only two that I would look at is is the Raiders overtaking the Chiefs. They're riding high off of sixty three points. Maybe they freaking bring that in and and you know Pat Mahomes and you know who knows if T Swift is there that might not be their good luck charm anymore. So we'll see. Um, so I think I think Raiders overtaking the Chiefs. If, if there's going to be one upset, that might be the one to watch. Throwing a whole lot of shade at uh, at my boy Mark here today with the T Swift. He's a Swifty, uh, hating hating all over the the Cardinals. If they show her on TV one more time, <laughs> no, I feel you on that. Um, that that was actually my like my first initial thought. I was like, you know what? What would be one fucking crazy thing to happen this week? Uh, Raiders just destroying the Chiefs. You know, I was like, wow, that could really be genuinely cool. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you on the T-Swift thing. But I do want to mention as we wrap up the show, I do want to thank Ship Token. I want to thank Chewy.com. Just make sure you're following us on Twitter, X, the website, whatever that, whatever our, our Lord and Savior Elon Musk wants to call it, at EVLMRK. That's at EVLMRK. Look for all the hashtags of your your favorite episodes. This is maybe 195, 194. I don't know what Mark is going to call it. I'm recording the episode with Whiskey here today. Also, if you're not uh, already, just make sure you're following us on TikTok for additional Mark-related content. We're I'm going to be doing a whole bunch of editing once we actually get that up and running. That's at Ask Evil Mark, at Ask Evil Mark. I want to thank executive producer Gump, who I haven't seen in a while since I scared him off with that one uh, wonderful, wonderful shock and awe campaign that I had. Our host, our, The co-host of the NCAA show that I never listen to because I hate the NCAA. There's way too much to talk about. Eric out there, Thursday college football show check him out he's a damn fine host of podcasts file entertainment as well you can check me out there where i uh, basically i'm the co-host producer and all things purveyor of stupidity and birds on the ever awesome episodes of nobody's listening I, i i promise you i'm not stupid i'm just panicking You can also check us out uh, everywhere. Whiskey, I want to thank you immensely for saving my ass. Thank you for stepping away and not playing Escape from Tarkov and helping me out tonight. So thank you, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. I had fun. Yeah, and now just want to uh, give us one final shout-out. Check us out on the Twitter. And if you want to watch a first-person shooter where they are always WKing, go to twitch.tv backslash whiskey and cola underscore. That's twitch.tv backslash whiskey and cola underscore check him out watch him slay the noobs out there and as mark would always say 
Uh, you know, just until next time, be ungovernable, be uncompromising, but most importantly, importantly, be kind to everybody out there. You're going to get Ottawa fight penalty for number seven Kachuk has two minutes for goaltender interference, two minutes for roughing. Florida, number 12, has two minutes for roughing, and then every player on the ice has a 10-minute misconduct. Florida will have a two-minute power play.